well shit yeah this was this was a lot different from what i expected same <laughs> right honestly like especially when you know my pharmacist recommended it to me he's like yeah you should totally watch tusk i was like oh okay i'll check it out must not be too bad and then i see this shit <laughs> i'm gonna well, talk to him you know tomorrow. what no 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 <laughs> this was nowhere near jack and jill levels that that was a whole different type of suggestion that made me well, like, it was a different actually person. Different mad. person recommended that one compared to All this right, one. well, I think you might uh, be able to take more recommendations from this person because this was <laughs> this was some weird shit. This I just didn't expect shit. it. I thought it'd just be like a wonky movie, not this <laughs> this crazy shit. Like those scar me a, for life. I thought it was gonna be an adventure through marine mammalia. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> It was quite an adventure. It was. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Dancer's (laughs) Paradise podcast. Uh, I am Fliz, joined by the wonderful Kyler Emia. Yo, what's up? It's just us today. It is. We're we're steadily killing off our own compatriots, so don't worry about that. I don't know where Sin's been. He's just been gone. He's just been chilling. He's been, you know, doing adult stuff, working. Getting that money. He's going to be rich, though, right? He's going to come back and be like, boys, <laughs> boys, no more podcast. I made a million dollars working 48 hours a day for, <laughs> for a month. 48 hours a day. Come join me on my yacht. <laughs> Let us play Call of Duty. I have, I have women and TVs <laughs> on my yacht. Get, um, get so, cheese and wine. <laughs> as we were saying before, our cheese and wine and yachts. Someday. Uh, we had a suggestion today uh, from a friend or coworker. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and we picked up Tusk. And so this is a 2014 movie that is a horror comedy. I guess. Slash drama. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, I, it's hard to describe. Like y- you go through so many emotions in this movie. <laughs> it's. So it is a uh, it's it's a horror movie at heart, I guess, kind of. There's horrifying parts uh, distributed by A24, which is like known for really deep, unsettling horror movies at this point, like uh, Hereditary and a lot of the slow burn ones are A24. They've been real popular lately. The Witch, I think, is A24. I don't know. Um, but it's also directed by Kevin Smith who has done you know you don't know Kevin Smith at all I'm assuming oh you do okay yeah I've heard of him he's done like everything he's (laughs) he's a super yeah he's he's super nerd culture guy oh yeah but he's he's yeah he's got comic books and podcasts and he did a dogma and and Jay and Silent Bob and all the movies with all those people the dude's Um, just winning at life he just (laughs) I can't can't believe how many different things he's done Oh my God, he was such a big guy too. Did you see how much weight he lost? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> it's weird because he lost all this weight, but it's like he's still wearing the same clothes, so everything's like a parachute on him. I don't understand it. <laughs> Can't Maybe he just clothes, likes dude. giant he's clothes. Only Kevin Smith. He's only Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> I've really liked a lot of his other stuff. He's really known for uh, snappy writing, kind of irreverent satire and comedy in his writing, which is fine. Sometimes it, can, it, it sometimes it's really good, and sometimes. It gets a little too much, but yeah. for the most part, you know, all his all his movies have interesting dialogue, if nothing else. Um, and this is really no different. Um, <laughs> oh man, this, this we'll, we'll just go something. through it, man. 
It is. This is okay. I I had not wanted to see this movie because I remember hearing about the premise, and I remember um, kind of looking at it. It's popped up on sites every once in a while, free, uh, you know, like Netflix and stuff, maybe. Um, but I've seen it, and I've been like, ah, I know what's kind of going to happen, and there's not going to be much else to it, and I don't really care. Turns out a lot of shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> i was very wrong it is crazy it is an absolute like it's one of those movies that just have an actual like a a plot twist with a tone change in it that is so severe it 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 gives you whiplash almost because the very first part of the movie for like the first 30 minutes are straight up boring honestly like they are, I think that was kind of the point. Yeah, it, um, it feels like it is now because th- that's the feeling for like almost, almost half an hour. Like you're kind of into it, kind of like learn and see what's going on. And there's just a point in the movie where just everything changes and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We'll get there. We so will. the movie starts off with uh, you got your main character who is Justin Long. He was in. Um, I really like him in jeepers creepers even though we're not supposed to like that movie anymore because the director turned out to be gross um, oh i didn't hear about that yeah he turned out to be a uh kitty diddler or something oh, jeepers something creepers. awful um and uh justin like he he does real good in this and then uh, so it's him and Haley joe osmond all grown up and um from the sixth sense and their podcast hosts which, you know, Imagine that. we started laughing a little bit <laughs> and their podcast is called the Nazi party, but it's spelled wrong. And like from there, you kind of you kind of hate these guys, especially Justin Long. He is such a shithead. He is. He is every terrible radio personality, <laughs> but apparently their podcast is killing it. Right. Apparently. And so they're watching uh, YouTube clips and it's <laughs> this clip of like uh it's like Star Wars kid, the old YouTube one, except it's a, a, a fat kid with a ninja sword and he cuts his own leg off and it looks really terrible. And now seeing the three million dollar budget, um, I can see why but that's OK. <laughs> that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie was not the CGI leg that came off. Uh, he uh, they go to uh, as a podcaster, he wants to like interview the subjects of things for content. And so he travels to. Uh, Canada and there's a lot of good stuff man I wish soon was here for this because there's a lot of bullshit about Canada yeah we have so much (laughs) stuff to ask him (laughs) one uh, one of the things too is in that video he he cuts his leg off but again it looks really bad and for for a while we weren't sure if it was supposed to be real or fake like context wise and apparently like yes the kid actually cut his leg off in that video but it looks so bad it was real weird it looks like a real bad yeah, After Effects, like fake ass nonsense trash, and then like you said, like they rec- it was supposed to be real in the movie. Um, that's okay. <laughs> oh my god! Um, in Canada, he goes to visit the kid, and it turns out the uh, leg cutting kid has apparently stabbed himself again with his ninja sword. Yeah, he he committed yeah. a seppuku or something. <laughs> 
did something. There's this weird scene where he rolls up on the kid's house and there's this audio dubbed in of some woman crying, but nobody's crying on the screen that, that like matches up with the sync of the voice. <laughs> and it's very strange. I don't, I didn't like that at all. It was weird to watch. It was, it was like a uncanny Valley shit. It just didn't look right. You get some more insight into Justin because, uh, or Wallace, sorry, is the character's name. Because he's just oh, such yes, a yes, piece yes. of shit. Oh my god, you, he really is. It is so easy to hate your your main character because he's actually angry that the dude killed himself before he could interview him. Right. <laughs> he actually says this too. He couldn't wait like two days. Before. Uh, it's just awful. It's an awful. awful it is. Thing. It, it's all like he's got this terrible mustache too. That's <laughs> he does. <laughs> it, everything about him. I mean, you're obviously supposed to not like this character. Yeah, uh, they did. a He did. Like I said, Justin Long did a good job playing a real shithead. Not, he's not like a total shithead. He's just super uh, fuck. He's like whenever you parody a radio host and they're sleazy and they're all out for themselves like this is it. Yeah, that's this is he the is epitome of that. Get. And they exactly. actually do a good job of like showing that in multiple different ways, multiple different scenes. He has a girlfriend that he has um, and they show that he's actually cheating on her because and, and they, he talks about it with his friend, too, about how he knows it's a horrible thing, but he can't help himself because there's so many hot women he, he wants to sleep with. It's terrible. <laughs> It is. Oh, and even the guys like he says terrible things like these. And uh, his friend was saying, "Oh, but you're cheating on your girlfriend, and she's so hot." And he's like, "Yeah, but you should see these girls I'm cheating with. They're not, you know, they're they're pasty and pudgy, but it's oh my <laughs> and he's like God. he's even shitheads to them. He just can't help himself. Anyway, he he ends up at a bar, and in the bar, he's he's taking a leak, and somebody's got like a handwritten note above the urinal saying, Hey, you know, call me at this phone number and I have all kinds of exciting stories to tell you. And you know, if that's what you're looking for, it, it's, it's a really weird note. It is. Cause he's also I, offering like, um, like a free, free housing too. Like if you do some chores for that's me, true. you yeah. can stay here for free too. And you can hear all the yeah, stories I got to tell. He's basically looking for like a companion. Yeah. And, and he, and immediately, uh, Wallace is like, Oh shit, this could be my ticket. So, you know, he he goes in there or no, he gives the guy a call and it turns out it's a, a an older gentleman in a wheelchair who lives in the middle of fucking nowhere. And is like, yeah, come on down. And and it was weird when he answered the phone. He, he like didn't even realize it was the note he was talking about. He's like, oh, yeah, I read, you know, he's like, no, like, what are you talking about? It was it was kind of strange to see that. I wonder how Let's, long uh, ago he'd put it up there because it'd been buried under a bunch of others, if I remember correctly. It had. Yeah, there, there was a, it was, it was weird. There's like a whole post, the whole time I'm thinking like, don't take that note. It's got like. It's a weird spot. It's molecules like right all in over front of the, all the urinal, uh, urinals. <laughs> every time, yeah, every time you're touching that, there's a lot of pee you're touching too. Don't, don't <laughs> so do that. Nasty. It's so nasty. And uh, he uh, heads on his way to meet this guy in the middle of nowhere and he gets there and it's this huge old mansion. And uh, the guy greets him at the door and uh, he seems nice enough. He seems really well educated and he starts uh, swapping stories about, you know, there, there's one where he talks about Ernest Hemingway. I think he was being uh, gay in a kitchen. 
Was that what the story was? I, I don't. I didn't really understand I, the point. I of don't. That. I don't remember to be honest with you. <laughs> At this point, yeah. the entire event's just been completely buried. But that's yeah, true. Th- this is our introduction into into Howard Howe, who's this re- the retired seaman. Honestly, he he is really cool because the stories that he tells are actually interesting. They're actually interesting to hear them. And like the way he speaks and the way he actually tells them is really engaging. It, it, it reminds me of, um, who's the, who's the guy who's uh, always in those commercials, the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's got a total vibe. Like every, he uses a lot of alliteration. Yeah. He uses a lot of phrasing. He uses a lot of quotes from old authors when he speaks. Um, he is it's, like, it's, that old charm personified. It's also yeah, kind of like um, if you've ever seen that movie. Oh, what is it called? It's the one where um, the most dangerous game. With Ice-T? N- no, the, the like really old one where you have the uh, the old uh, rich guy who like to hunt people because they're the most dangerous. I mean, there's one of those with Ice-T and Gary Busey that we should watch some. Is there? I've never <laughs> seen that. I, I remember seeing the really old one in school. Uh, okay, he, maybe that he one kinda, was older. He gave me that vibe because I knew this was a horror movie going into this. And I thought that that might be something that's happening because in that note that Wallace had grabbed, they have those like um, those little terrible or yeah, those terrible sections that you can take off so you can like have the phone number mm-hmm. and multiple of them had been taken off. Of course. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Wallace being the asshole he is just took the whole fucking paper off the wall. <laughs> just like, Give me this. But that's what I thought was going to happen. But I thought it was going to be like a bunch of like when it first started, they were done so uh, specifically. I thought it might be a bunch of anthology stories. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's just telling these these old adventurer stories that he has. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, that's why I was getting confused too, because the stories they were telling were so good. Then you got like this weird podcast thing happening. And then there's a story of like Wallace cheating on his girlfriend and actually sleep her sleeping with his best friend. Well, it's, we find that out later, but yeah. Yeah. A, um, she's sleeping with Haley Joe Osmond and uh, they are doing their thing while he's out doing his thing. Um, so the house has all these weird knickknacks around it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically little, little, uh, totems from his adventures. And let me be clear. There's like a lot of conversation. Like we said a lot's happened, but this is still like the first 20 minutes of the movie and it's nonstop talking. Like it's constant conversation between characters. Although some of it's really good. Like the, the back and forth between, uh, Wallace and the Canadian border patrol guy oh, at yeah. the airport. <laughs> was he the border He's patrol? Like, he sad? was. Yeah. <laughs> What do you say? Something like, what, what are you coming to Canada and being sad? He's like, what? No, wait, what did he say? Oh, fuck. I messed it up. <laughs> He's like, Canada doesn't have sadness. Americans invented that. <laughs> it's, like, all right. it's a lot of Canadians shitting on America. It's pretty good. <laughs> it is. But Among yeah, all that. the dialogue's real fun to listen to. Um, there's some good characters in here. Anyway, one of the, the uh, items that Wallace happens upon as he's wandering around just touching shit that isn't his is uh, a walrus penis that's been <laughs> like <laughs> adorned on the wall. And uh, he goes into the story. He's like, yo, what's this about? He's like, and he says, it's, well, it wasn't actually a walrus penis. It was some, it's the bone that mammals have in there. We're going too in depth. Anyway, <laughs> you were getting very fixated on the walrus penis. Hey, you know, it was, it was just there. He was fixated <laughs> was on it. It was the star there, of the play. Know, I had to touch it. 
had to touch it. Yeah, he just picks it up like it's his. I, it was bothering me that he was in this other man's house and just touching all his shit. Yeah, that house is like a house you don't want to walk around in because you're you're afraid you'll break something. And I can't believe how he was just like prancing about. Just like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's that? <laughs> this is fucking he nuts. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, so because he whips out the walrus dick, uh, the uh, Howard Howe tells a story of they were hunting a great white. And there was a shipwreck and he uh, befriends a walrus and he's really about this walrus. Like, oh, yeah, it's he, he's talking about it like it's the only friend he ever had. He described it as like the best friend and is the most meaningful relationship he has ever had with anything, including humans like that. He those were his words. Mr. Tusk, he named him. Yep. And we don't finish the story, but yeah, he befriended the uh, the walrus. And the whole time, uh, Wallace has been drinking tea that Howard Howe made him. And uh, eventually, he collapses. And, you know, we're assuming the tea was poisoned in some way. And we find out that Howard Howe isn't uh, all he's cracked up to be. Oh, yeah. He's, because, he's got some uh, things about him. Yeah, because Justin Long... There's a dream about his girlfriend, but then he wakes up and he's... He's sitting in a chair and he's all numbed up and the doctor's like, yo, you got bit by a spider. <laughs> and, and there's this really long, like five minute convert, like circular ass conversation. And this happens a couple times. Yeah. Um, about this like spider and what it looked like. And like, and, and he's like, well, and it finally comes down. He's like, well, a doctor had to come treat you. And he's like, okay, let me use a phone. Well, the doctor took all the phones out of the house to help you get a rest. Yeah. What, what and, I like uh, about it is uh, he plays it so well because you can tell just how out of it Wallace is. Like if you were on some kind of like some kind of drugs, like some kind of medicinally induced coma, like that kind of thing. You yeah, would act like up. he is. He's yeah. he can't keep any thoughts straight. He keeps going in circles. And it, from the sounds of it, Howard's trying to like implant these thoughts into his mind while he's he's still waking up because he's yep. there as soon as he's awake. Um, but it's not quite working. Wallace is a little too clever for it because he he's he. he Quickly puts together, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Why would the doctor remove all the phones from the house? Um, <laughs> he's like, he's making his rounds. He's like, let me get the doctor back here. He's making his rounds. Round, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. What rounds is he making? Um, but yeah, he finds out. He's like, yeah, he had to amputate your leg at the knee and, because of a spider bite. And he's like, Why am I not in a fucking hospital? <laughs> Well, this room is sterilized every 24 hours, so it's best you be here. Like, none of it makes sense. It doesn't. And uh, and Justin's losing his mind, and the doctor's like, all right, we'll get your rest, and just leaves. And, uh, and, the, and whole, Justin Pat the whole time, too, like, Howard, you can keep tell, Justin, is sorry. laughing his ass off. Like, he, yeah. he's struggling to not laugh at everything he's saying. He just finds it so funny how much Wallace is freaking out. And it's, yeah, uh, it's very weird and it takes such a churn from what we were just seeing because you see his leg amputated and, yep. you know, props to their, their prop team or, or whatever you the want to call it. The practical effects on this movie oh are fucking God. gangster. They are so good. It, it is, it is crazy. Honestly, how, how much of a churn the movie has so fast. And I'm just immediately wondering what the hell is happening. 
And it doesn't you had no there. idea what this movie was about. No, no. So um, Wallace passes out again and wakes up and he's at a dinner table with uh, Howard Howe. Just, you know, just them two. This movie has like a very small cast and it's always one or two characters interacting with each other. Um, and he's kind of figuring out that like, hey, uh, I can't move my arms. And the doctor's like, no, that's the morphine. And immediately we're like, wait, morphine doesn't do that. And so he's <laughs> he's putting together, you know, because Wallace is sharp. He's putting together the doctors doing weird shit. And he's like, so what the spider look like? Where's the doctor? And he's just, you know, kind of hitting Howard with all these questions. And Howard uh, in his wheelchair just gets up. Walks over to, to Wallace and slaps him across the face. And that's it was like, a, oh, shit. Yep. You're like, damn, this, this is what's happening. This is not a defenseless old man stuck in a wheelchair. This guy is fucking it, crazy. He's he's a yeah. And he's saying stuff like he wants to find out if a man is a walrus at heart. And they just start screaming at each other. Wallace is screaming. And Howard Howe is like screaming back in his face. It's just like insanity happening at this dinner table. It is. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. It, it is so crazy because Wallace gets so scared and like he eventually just gets reduced to literally just screaming for help and eventually he's not even just screaming for help he's just straight up screaming like he just doesn't know what to do and howard's there just doing the same thing copying him and (laughs) it is such a bizarre thing to watch these two interact like this it really is it's so well done though I, i man i i don't know um this is where uh you know we cut to a scene of uh we find out where Wallace's girlfriend is sleeping with his, his friend, Haley Joe Osmond. And, uh, there's, uh, Oh man, I forget what happens. And then, <laughs> this uh, is like our first kind of ray of hope for Wallace because, Oh yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. After the dinner scene, Wallace hears his phone going off his cell phone and he's able to find it. And he calls, um, his, his girlfriend and tells her that, He's been kidnapped and he needs help. He tells him like everything that he knows about where he's at and to call the police because she doesn't answer. So it goes to voicemail. He also calls his friend Teddy too to tell him the same thing, but he doesn't answer because the two are sleeping together at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is I thought like it was our... weird the phone was just left out there. That didn't make a lot any sense to me. But yeah, I don't and you know. I'm not sure either. But this is kind of like part of the driving tension in this is the two are now, they get those voicemails, and now they're retracing Wallace's steps to try to save him from Howard Howe. And Which <laughs> doesn't seem to work, because like they start on their adventure, and uh, the doctor, it cuts to the doctor has Justin on a table. Justin, God, I keep saying Justin Wallace because he's Justin Long. Wallace on a table and he's like sewn his arms to his body and cut off both his legs at this point. Yeah. And uh, you get a little bit more. The doctors, uh, uh, Howard's just telling him about his uh, adventures with the walrus. And um, yeah. <laughs> and it's more than that too. He also talks about just his own past and what he he had gone through as well, uh, because he had a very dark history uh, being That's used right. by the government, 
um, when he was a child, and eventually he had escaped through the military to leave Canada and eventually go to the U.S. And he did. He goes on to explain he had seen his time stranded on that island with Mr. Tusk, that walrus, to be the best years of his life, and that his return to society and his betrayal of Mr. Tusk was the greatest mistake he had ever made. Um, because he, he just straight up hates human beings in general. And that's the whole idea of what he's doing to Wallace by trying to turn him into a, a walrus. He's trying to recreate <laughs> Mr. Tusk himself so he can kind of sort of be with him again from what you understand at this point in, in the plot in the story. Yep. Which we, is... Uh... I don't even know how you come up with that. (laughs) I mean, he's obviously insane. I don't know how you like have this giant house and all these things and, and this whole ploy set up when you're as insane as this guy is. Um, I don't even know if that's actually his house. That's true. He could have just killed whoever was there and like live there. This is mine now. I don't think that's his house to be honest with you. (laughs) And honestly, he's going probably a, a lot of the stories name. he was telling are completely made up too. That's what I was thinking. I was kind of thinking like he's lied about everything. I thought I thought Wallace was going to call him a liar and he was going to flip, but that doesn't happen because uh, we get our first scene of Wallace the Walrus. Oh and my god! Oh my! The costume <sighs> they have. So Howard Howe has sewn together the skin of multiple dead people. And created a giant walrus suit, which he has then, I'm assuming, sewn to a point of functionality onto Wallace. Because yeah. Wall- this this is like a nightmare to look at. Wallace, is, uh, his tongue has been removed and he's got tusks surgically grafted into his face. And he's just drooling all over the place because he can't quite close his mouth. And it is, it is a night, like it is somebody should win that, an award that just straight up hurts to look at. Like you feel almost physical pain just looking at Wallace at this point. It is terrifying because Every, not just, oh you know, he's in this suit, like how has removed his tongue so he can't talk like a human as he's put. He is screwed in walrus tusks into his skull. So he has these tusks. Like it is awful. It it's terrible. It's terrible. Every little stitch looks infected. Like it it oh. and you can Somehow see the like face part. a human face every now and then on the suit itself too. It's not oh, yeah. just like flesh. There's ears and noses sticking out of it. Like it's the whole every part of the yeah. Yeah, the it's, little it's fins you can lot. see where they used to be fingers and it oh yeah. my god. Just describing it. It it hurts to look at. It really does. And he's just, it does. And he's like he's flopping around in the suit and it looks like every movement he makes would hurt. Because, you know, this is one thing I did have a little bit of confusion on is like how many days this takes place over. Um, Because the level of time it would take to break down somebody's mind seems like it'd be a lot longer than the time it took for him to. I I don't know. It seems I don't know. There's there's a lot of things in the the time doesn't really match up because then I don't even know if it matters if you literally like doesn't wake up one day and you're like that. 
Because if I remember right, didn't he look at his reflection in the water too? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, to, to clarify, he's in like this man-made. Um, yes. Yes. Like uh, it looks like a zoo. It looks like a zoo aquarium yeah. for a walrus or something. Exactly. There's a little he, island and some water around him, but it's all made out of concrete and it's, it's awful. <laughs> oh my it's God. really awful. Um, he's got like a projection of seagulls playing with some music and uh, like the sounds of the just, ocean going off. Yeah. He, it's, oh my God. <laughs> it, it is so bad. I've never seen anything so terrifying before from a, well, a purely like, you know, that gristle feel of just the effects. It is insane. I, <laughs> I, a big part of that for me was that like, you've mutilated this person so bad that even if he is rescued, like you can't, he'll never be back to normal. Oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's not just going to be missing. Like his skin is all fucking flayed and he's, he's, he's already lost. I think that's what was really like desperate for me. Cause usually in a movie, you know, maybe the person doesn't live in the end that they're trying to save, but he's not, you know, they're usually safe up until that point. Like, <laughs> this guy's not safe at all. No. He's already had his arm or his legs removed. His, his arms are all stitched together. It's yeah, he's fucked. Um, and at this point it, it begins to shift towards the, the, the friend and the girlfriend trying to find Wallace at this point, we're eventually introduced to a detective who has been hunting Howard Howe for years, <laughs> who is, um, oh gosh, guy Laponte. It's basically guy Johnny Depp. <laughs> I saw him. I was like, that look, he's in, he's, he's got this prosthetic nose and like this whole prosthetic face going on. And he is like the best character in the movie. I looked at him. I was like, there's no fucking way that I had to look it up. Cause it doesn't look like him at all, but you can kind of tell from the eyes. Fucking and Johnny yeah, Depp. It's totally dude. Johnny Depp. <laughs> he's got like this weird ability to look like anyone and everyone. <laughs> he's a master of disguise. He's he really like a, is. He's like, he's an actor or something. I don't know. I like, I can't think of anyone else that does it as well. That does it as well as Johnny Depp. It's just crazy. Um, you wouldn't know because you wouldn't see him. I know that one guy who plays <laughs> Gollum, right? He he's been a lot of people. That's true. That's true. There's but some people like that. Johnny Depp as Guy Lapone. He is he's a he's a great character. <laughs> he got us a lot of laughs out of that. He's fucking good. He, he did. Um, uh, but what's important about what we learned from Guy Lapone is one, he's a really good detective, but we also get more insight to Howard Howe as well, because at one point he did find unknowingly Howard Howe. And we learned that Howard Howe doesn't even actually exist. That's not his real name. At one point he was someone else that the detective had met by a different name. And this name is what Howard had given Wallace to be as the doctor. And when we get like a flashback to the scene of guy meeting Howard Howe as this doctor, uh, Howard is a completely different person. He's um, basically just He's, this country bumpkin living out in the middle of yeah. nowhere in this wooden shack. And this is, I feel like he was, you know, that was a, he's acting there as well, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But what he, it implies that, like, we have no idea who this guy actually is. The house that he's in could just be someone else's because, at, you know, this was only two years ago. This this flashback and he was in like this little wooden hut. Right. Yeah. In the sticks. Like it, it looked like like um, well, what's that old show where they find oil and they're rich, but they're hillbillies. 
the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, like something out of yeah. there or something like where they first started. It was like a nothing shack with an outhouse. And he's saying <laughs> the detective is like, I'm looking for a serial killer. And the guy's like, you call you coming about the spider I found in my, my pee pee hole or something like my. <laughs> I guess he said he called the cops about a spider in his outhouse. <laughs> he's like, I'm actually not uh, authorized to discharge a weapon at a spider, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many cons of being a detective. <laughs> like, and this conversation, this is like a 10 minute flashback. It really and is. It, this is another one of those circular conversations where they're just going back and forth. And uh, this one's but funny, it's fun, though. though. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's fun, though, because Johnny Depp is who do we say he's it, it, he's acting like somebody, um, one of his other characters. Oh, he's acting like Willy Wonka. From oh, yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the remake, the thing they did with him. Like he's that kind of he's that he's that exact character, just a little more uh, French, French Canadian, a lot more French yeah. get, get from the Quebec. There. Yes, French Canadian. That's why we wanted soon here. So we could ask him what Quebec was actually like, because this guy was <laughs> he was making he was funny as shit. He was. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I also think he said we've we've decided to call the serial killer the first wife. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Because she, she doesn't let you go anywhere. <laughs> she tells you what to do, and she doesn't fuck you. Because <laughs> they were like, "Oh, does, she, does so? Does the serial killer do anything uh, sexual with the bodies?" He's like, "No, no, no. The guy, no. There's no sexy times with the body. <laughs> it's just." He's so good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and they kind of start uh, making their way. How do they find out where he was? I can't remember that part. So they retrace his steps because um, you, you learn that guy is actually a really good detective because the yeah. first thing he does, they figure out what directions he's going and his starting point. And he asks him, like, he asks uh, the girlfriend and best friend what habits that Wallace has while he drives because th those two know him best and mm -hmm. they figure out that he really likes those uh those really big uh drinks that a lot of convenience stores and oh, gas stations big have gulps so they begin stopping at various convenience stores That's right basically going north and they do find one that he had stopped by where he asked stopped to ask for directions on how to get to Howard House Place and from there, they're they're able to figure out where he had gone and how to get there. So they are now on their way there to get to him. They are on their way. And during this time, um, Howard and is like training Wallace to be a walrus. Oh, he like God. drags him into the water by a chain and is like, you got to swim or die. And Wallace sees that. Uh, while he's like half drowning underwater, he sees a, another corpse of a walrus costume and somebody inside it. So this is obviously not the first time that this has happened. Yeah, um, which is there's definitely a drowned Mister Tusk in there, right? And you know, because the, the corpses, the, the suits are sewn from all these corpses. Like the, he had to have killed dozens of people. I think Guy uh, did have a body count, uh, but did I, he? I don't remember. It was a lot what it was it's, yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was, was a lot it was a lot of, a lot of numbers he's and and he he uh howard reveals that uh, oh he's also like throwing he's he's making wallace eat raw fish like a walrus yeah raw mackerel at raw mackerel like it's just it's awful and and there's a point where he's like snuggled up next to wallace while they're listening to the sounds of the ocean and the seagulls and he tells the story of how 
um, before he was rescued, he ended up having to eat Mr. Tusk, the original Mr. Tusk, while he was stranded on an island, um, which is kind of a shit deal because it looks like he'd only taken a bite or two out of him before a ship showed up. Yep, he said it was within him. an hour a ship had come to save him after he killed he's, Mr. Tusk. Yep, and he's always regretted it. So he spent the last 15 years trying to... Uh, relive the last day and apparently give Mr. Tusk another chance at survival. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. What so a crazy we, premise. <laughs> we cut to Howard has dressed himself up in a costume in another walrus costume and he tells Wallace to release his inner walrus because they're going to have to battle to the death like walruses do on the beach, just slamming into each other. <laughs> and at first, Wallace is like, you can tell there's still some humanity because he's like, what? what? <laughs> like, after all that, this is what we're going to do? He's like, what the fuck? And Howard is like on guard and just starts ramming into him. And they're both flopping around in these hideous walrus suits, just beating into it. It's like a terrible sumo match. They're getting all bloody and shit. And it's, it's just like a nightmare. And during this, uh, the cop and the couple have basically found where the house is. There was one cool scene where um, <laughs> he's like, all right, this is the house. And he tries to hand them each a weapon, which one is like a gold plated desert eagle. And there's like a chrome plated shaggle. He's got these really nice guns. Oh, yeah. And Haley Joe Osmond's like, no, I'm not taking that. And he's like, what kind of fucking American are you? Take the gun. <laughs> um, and they, they just kind of start charging the house. And uh, we cut back to the sumo wrestling taking place and uh, Wallace is getting beat up and uh, he starts fighting back. And so Howard Howe is like, all right, well, since you're going to kick in your survival instincts, I'm going to kick in mine myself. And he gets out of the suit and he's just ready to beat Wallace to death with like a pipe or something that's laying near. Oh, the the penis bone, I think, is what yeah, it was. Yep. And um Wallace uses his walrus energy to uh, stab Howard Howe in the foot, which makes him fall down. Um, he uses his tusks to stab him, and then he just stabs him again and again with his tusks. And until, he's just uh, screaming the whole he's time. While screaming. He's his tongue's cut out, so he's not making any words. He's just screaming and moaning, and there's just blood everywhere, and he's using his tusted you know stabbed through howard howe's heart and he finally ends up killing him but he's you know still stabbing him oh, and it's, uh oh, it's a scene and it's if you're horrifying by scene. the way you know where are all the cops well the the two they tried to call the cops and when they asked like you know who it is they tried to direct the cops to their their podcast website but remember <laughs> their podcast is called the not S E E party, the Nazi <laughs> party. So they said, "Yeah, just go on to NaziParty.com." <laughs> cops are like, "Click, nah." <laughs> they immediately hung up. That's why they're stuck with the detective Lapont. Yeah, he's the only one that actually took them seriously. It was weird too because they go to the 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 uh, the, the police station and they give this really descriptive like 
tale of you know they tell the cop like this is what uh this is what they, they play the voice message for him and he's still like i don't know about any of that this sounds like malarkey and maybe you guys just putting on a show and then they're like but wait a, a co- detective did come in here a week ago looking for a serial killer who does all the things you're talking about right now <laughs> like it's this weird like why didn't she say that at the start it was fucking stupid yeah i don't know about the cops and in Quebec. They weren't very good. <laughs> well, they I don't think they were. were they in, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I actually don't remember. They weren't they weren't in Quebec, but the detective was. Anyway, um as Wallace is finishing off Howard, um the couple bursts in the door and they find him at the bottom. They can hear him screaming from the property. So they burst into the little uh zoo exhibit downstairs where he's at and they just see this like horrifying scene of these two men covered in blood one is a walrus there's that walrus skin on the ground and wallace is just screaming his head off the whole time and and uh and the girlfriend recognizes him too they do they recognize him right away yeah and yeah it's 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 a really it's so much it is like the it feels almost like the worst ending possible. Like a part of me wishes that Wallace had died because. Well, he almost did because Quebec walks in, not Quebec. Lapont walks in with a shotgun and aims it at him. And then we cut to black, but my God. Yeah. Maybe it would have just been better if they walked in and opened fire on this horrifying scene before them. Yeah. It's, it is. I can't even imagine walk like seeing something like that. It's so horrifying seeing that on screen. Like, I I couldn't even fathom what you would do, and we get this um, not this this final scene at the end of the movie of what actually happens at the end, and we get Allie and Teddy, the the girlfriend and the uh, the best friend, they stop by this abandoned um, <laughs> aquarium. It's it was it abandoned or was this where they put? It had to be. <laughs> Yeah, it had to be. There, there was no one there. There's no other animals. It was completely. It, it looks abandoned. They go in there, and there's just one little like it's basically this a tiny little swimming pool in ground swimming it pool. It looks. It looks like a dog run at an apartment complex. It, it it's does. just like this two foot high <laughs> fence around this really shitty little concrete area with a pool and a dome in it. And there's this little like it looks. Like they made it, made it by hand. It's this little dirt mound with a little cave in it. And they're calling Wallace's name and nothing's happening. And Allie, she's holding this newspaper and she opens it up. (laughs) And inside is is a mackerel, a fish. And she throws the fish into the exhibit. And Wallace bounces out. And starts eating the he's fish. Still stuck in the thing. And she's crying and he's moaning. And, you know, she has to call him a few times. And it's obviously he barely recognizes. Like he's become full walrus at this point. It's so, that's what was so weird. It's supposed to be a year later, too, right? And like, yeah, this is a year after. They didn't, they didn't take him to doctors. They didn't do, they just said, this is your life now. You're a walrus. Maybe, maybe they tried and he was just too much walrus. He'd gone too far. Yeah. And it's insane. There's another section where Allie's telling the story that her grandfather told her that crying is what keeps humans and animals apart. That's the difference between us. And after she 
tells Wallace that she still loves him no matter what, and they leave, we see that Wallace is is crying as he's eating, which kind of shows that maybe he isn't full walrus, but this is all that he has left now. And it's... it's, (laughs) It's just so weird, like, the fact they wouldn't take him anywhere, like, he he wouldn't have medical help or anything. There's no hospitals in this universe. (laughs) Yeah, there's no hospitals, there's no good cops, it's just like, well, this is your walrus now, I hope you're okay with... Like, there's nobody at this, this exhibit it is just like an abandoned. Yeah, you're right. It, it probably was abandoned because yeah. there was nothing there. Um, he's just alone at this little dog run for the rest of his life, unless somebody comes to give him a fish maybe once in a while. What a horrible ending for Wallace. I mean, it's good. It's a good thing he was a piece of shit, or else I'd feel worse. But like, I still feel bad for him. That it is like something that no one deserves. It would be better to die. Like, oh yeah. It is oh, the yeah. most horrible thing I've, that I've was seen terrible. in a while. It was a terrible ending. And we're just kind of like, so the movie ends and I'm just kind of like, I didn't, I, I'd heard about this movie, but I didn't expect all that um, at all. I didn't know where it would go. I thought it would just be a boring slog. And then the guy turns into a walrus and that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, but when I was done, I was like, we were done watching movies after that. <laughs> yeah, we were. It was so much. I didn't. And I, I, I wanted to hate it, but I kind of love it. <laughs> and like, I was just sitting there in like reverent silence afterwards, <laughs> listening yeah. to the fucking like sad song playing on the end credits. God and, <laughs> damn. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I it was even... so much. And then uh, <sighs> so after the credits, we get to a scene or not a scene. It's an, it's an audio recording of, uh, so this movie was based on Kevin Smith's podcast and, uh, they have this whole little snippet of their podcast where they're talking about doing this movie. And, Kevin Smith is just going, he's going on about this end scene of like, all right, so you, so this chick goes in there with the fish and Wallace is just in this horrible costume and she like throws him the fish and then like sad music plays and he's laughing the whole fucking time. Like this is this whole movie, like they knew exactly what they were doing making this movie because we're sitting there like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at this part. I don't know if I'm supposed to feel bad for yeah, him. You hear and them just, laughing about talking about this scene, like as they're coming up with it and you're just mm-hmm. straight up. Stop laughing. Like, this is not funny. <laughs> this is I terrible. thought it was, I thought that made it so much better where it's like, you guys did, this is all on purpose. Even the sad music at the end. That's oh bullshit. He's like, it'll God. be playing some shit. Like believe in your heart. The other <laughs> podcast host is like, is that real? He's like, fuck no, it's not real, but it's going to be what it sounds like. <laughs> it's absolutely. Ter- this is a great movie. <sighs> it, oh my, it really is. It really, I, I am glad I have seen it. I, you know, I'd almost recommend it to anybody who's interested in watching something they haven't seen before. It's you know, so like, hard to recommend because it is such a grotesque, disgusting movie. Like seeing Wallace like this. It, it reminds me of when you played Golden Light, that video game. It was just hard to look at. Yes, <laughs> it is something that's physically difficult to look at and watch. 
Like you do not want to be seeing what you're seeing right now. Cause it feels wrong. It, and you think like, you think like you're going to get over it. And then every time the walrus suit comes back, you're still kind of like cringing. It's awful. It's <laughs> like, this is stuff that, you know, Lovecraft wrote about just some things that hurt to look <laughs> at that you can't imagine. This is pretty close up there. This is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. The costume is so good. Oh my God. It's so good. And when you combine it with the beginning of the movie, that first half hour where it's like, you know, this is just a normal movie about some podcaster just looking for an interview. And then you see this happen. It just amplifies it so much. Yeah. I mean, at heart, it's just like a, a, a horror story about a serial killer catching somebody and doing what he does. But like, there's so much more in there. There is. I don't know. I can see how some people might be turned off and might not find any of it funny, but you know what? Uh, a lot I of thought this was good as shit. Funny to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was actually laughing at some of the conversations, but yeah, there was so much, there's a lot of stuff that's supposed to be funny. Like there's a whole dream sequence where they're supposed to be cute and charming with each other to some degree. And I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, no, he can, he can leave that out. It's not, I'm not laughing. I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not this, but you know, once a uh, guy Lapont comes on the movie, uh, become he's such a good Johnny Depp does so good with that character. Every time he's on screen, you're like sucked in. <laughs> he talks in this really weird way. And guy says all these is things my that guy. Like, like he's your guy. Just the way he says phrases that aren't real. They're real phrases, but they're kind of twisted and like he's heard them in some some alternate universe. <laughs> some alternate <laughs> you know? universe. What's great about the movie too is like you really don't have much of an idea of where this is going. For a bit, it, it, it's just completely off the rails, and you don't even know why it's happening for a little bit. And just I, I, I get that. Like you, you had the joy of kind of knowing nothing about it. Yeah, I, I think no it idea. All I knew was, it was called Tusk, and it's a horror movie. That's all I knew what was happening. <laughs> so I was super confused when you know we're talking about have this podcaster interview a guy who cut his leg off on <laughs> on YouTube, and then he's interviewing this guy named Howard who has a bunch of stories of when he was at sea. And I was like, okay, but what's the horror part? I'm confused. And then this happens. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Cause it's once the it's it's kind of crazy that like once the walrus comes into play, there's still like two thirds of the movie left. Yeah. It's long. It's a yeah. Long it's movie. a, it's a long one. Unfortunately it, uh, it didn't make any of its money back. It didn't. It ate shit at the box office. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it was only $3 million to make it. So. Very cheap. I think Kevin Smith is the kind of guy, because his movies always have really, like, they have Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in them, but they're still, like, a couple million dollars. Like, he's, he's he, he makes a lot of friends, from what I can tell, um, which is why Johnny Depp would be in here for a $3 million movie. <laughs> I don't know. I... I love this. This was like right up my alley. I thought I'd hate the, the conversations because sometimes that snappy, quirky writing gets on my nerves. Like yeah. With clerks. This is like the definition it. of a cult film, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like this is only and that's what's, something you enjoy if it was your niche. I'm not surprised this, this bombed in the box office. There's no way a lot of people would be too into this. But if you're into cult movies, 
this is it. Like this defines that genre. Well, like I think it really, I mean, that's, what's kind of great about it is the movie wasn't really made to be a movie. I think they were just making it like, it was a joke kind of. Oh yeah. Like Kevin Smith's like, I can write a joke about what is it? Like a walrus and the carpenter or something. And they just like talked out this movie on a podcast. And then I think they did a hashtag for it to see if people yeah, were like, they really were like, wanted yeah. to see it. Yeah. Do you guys even want to see this dumbass movie we just made up? <laughs> and, and I guess people did. And so they said, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. And they did this and it looked a lot better than I thought it would have come out. Um, everybody was really on board for the movie and the, that made it like yeah. everybody went real hard acting wise. Like, That's they what's did, cool they, about it is people like, you know, they gave their, their hundred percent into this movie from what, what it feels like. Everything is like the, the only thing that was really, you know, corner cut was just that animation for the leg in that video. Yeah. And, that's kind of why the beginning was kind of turned off. Yeah. But after that, like everything has done so well, especially all the props and the, uh, the makeup and everything for, because that's where a lot of the budget obviously must've gone. Cause it's just done. Oh, too oh yeah. Well. well, and the sets, like the house the looks fantastic. Too, yep. The, the, even the like pen that he's locked in looks like, it looks like something from a, uh, God, a Hannibal Lecter thing mm -hmm. where, you know, somebody's got this secret basement that's got tanks of water and, and like red dragon. You've never seen that, but that's uh, not red dragon. God, what is that movie? It's a movie with Jennifer Lopez where she like goes into the minds of serial killers. And this guy, the serial killer has like a whole old farm that he's got transformed into his killing section. I don't know, but it looks real good. Um, and real everything. I don't know. It, it, I don't want to touch anything that's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um what I, excuse me what i really like is just howard howe's performance if you want to call it that in this too because he just does he, he's so good at like tormenting wallace in these small ways that it, it just makes him such a creepy and weird character like he's he's he plays insane really well because he's he plays a couple different ways you know, in the flashback, he's one character. When he meets Wallace, he's um, he's got uh, he seems like the old adventurer type. And he's, you know, his language is fun to listen to. And then he just loses his mind and he's singing songs and screaming and yeah. he goes all over the place. He really you never really get like a pin on anything about him besides his obsession with Mr. Tusk. That's what I was saying earlier is he has like almost no identity. You don't know who this, this guy is. The only thing that you know is he is obsessed with Mr. Tusk. And that's really the only thing that matters about him. And it's just so strange and, and unnerving having this guy who's just tormenting Wallace in all these different ways to make him into what he wants him to be. Cause he does it so effectively clearly from it's, Wallace's reactions. It was so good. It was so good. I'm, I'm just looking at this thing and apparently Johnny Depp filmed those scenes in two days. Do you really? Goddamn two <laughs> days for all that good shit. Dang. He was like, nah, I only take one take <laughs> <laughs> one take. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, okay. So like, this is kind of up there with God. I don't even know. 
it's it's up there. I'm not. I don't even know if it's a good movie. I know it's super interesting to watch. I guess you can say that makes a movie good. Yeah. To me, like I was once we got past the first, you know, twenty minutes, which I think are made to make you hate every character and like what they're doing the first twenty or thirty minutes. Um, I, I think the writing for those conversations was like, I don't know, purposely unfunny at points. Yeah. Because it's so meta with itself. I don't know. Um, but once you got past there, I was like hooked on something I thought I'd have no interest in. I honestly uh, liked it as soon as they introduced Howard Howe. Like as soon as you meet yeah. that character. The, he, the, this is like, this is an interesting dude. He's got yeah. these cool stories to tell. He's, he lives in this big fancy mansion. And yeah, the, that's where I was hooked. And then it just goes from there. Um, one of the issues with the movie itself and why you you probably won't like it is because it feels really stretched out. It, it's really, it, it's kind of like a, a thin plot. Like when you really think about it, there's not really much to this movie. It, yeah. It, that's why I was saying. It's kind of just a basic serial killer and not even like the serial killer gets caught and all the ripper cut. Like there's not finding him really isn't the point. Um, it's really, you know, like a lot of Kevin Smith's movies, a lot of it is just the interaction between the characters that's kind of keeping you ready to go. Um, cause all the conversations are, some are not good to listen to, but some are just like wonderful. And the, the, you notice that too, I'm thinking where there was a lot of circular conversations where they just keep repeating the same things over and over again. Um, yeah. I think the but it was, the, the main thing too is this is a movie where you could be tempted just to turn it off because oh yeah. if you can't if if you can't jump into the into the bandwagon if you can't you know appreciate the craziness and the absurdity of it then you're just straight up not going to like it because it is an absurd yeah. movie just a, as its nature. I can, it's like, my wife movie. would hate this movie. My wife would absolutely hate this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a few shows that are like that. Like, if you can't board that train, you're you're never going to get into it. Yeah. Uh, it just takes a, a certain interest in seeing something you haven't seen before. Yeah, I think that's um, part of why this actually, like, why I like it so much is because there's so many movies out there that, I don't want to say pandered, but I can't think of a better word for it. But, like, you know. They, they tried to be a certain way because it's very popular and they want to hit all the audiences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this movie Anything doesn't try to do that. It just no, sticks with its this premise. Is, this is just for them yeah. and whoever is on board with it. Yeah. You it, know, it is so a I, cult I, film and it's good. <laughs> it's good it at is. being that. It, yeah. I, if you, I mean like this would be good to, if you've seen it before, like sit a friend down and make them watch it with you. And just this is like watching the reactions of somebody while they're watching it would be great. <laughs> watch this with people. I bet you That's watch what reaction I would say. videos online, don't you? <laughs> I don't. You don't? Oh, wow. I don't. I've even been tempted to make some, but I hate them so much that I don't think I want to stoop to that level. <laughs> Can't bring yourself down to that level quite yet. No. Well, because well, even when I was thinking like, all right, what, what, what hits YouTube algorithms? All right, reaction videos. What if I just reacted to like the top 10 things on YouTube, right? And then I remember like that day I'd watched a YouTube short because and it was just some guy watching a clip that I'd seen a year ago. He he kept like the camera wasn't picking him up all the time. He never spoke. He almost laughed. 
And that was the end of the video. And it had like 1 million plus views. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening with this? Who is, who, and his face is on screen the whole time. Just kind of looking at, like, there was no, there was nothing there. It's too easy. There was no, no. Oh, see, this is why we need you, Fliz. You need to set like a standard. Like this is how reaction videos need to be done. The Fliz standard. Just fucking have a comment on it. Review <laughs> what you're talking about. Do something besides sit there and watch something. And you know what? Here's the thing. If you're live reacting to something like on Twitch or something, that's that's and, and nothing happens. You're not laughing or anything. OK, that's acceptable. But when you record a YouTube video and you have the 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 wherewithal, like you're in charge of every part of that and you say, hey, I have this two minute clip of me watching a thing. I don't laugh. I don't smile. I just look into the camera and then the clip plays on in the background and you realize there's nothing there except the content that you looked at. And then you go ahead and upload it. You're a fuckhead. That is terrible <laughs> ass shit. You are such a piece of shit Man, for uploading that. That's, that's quite the button for you, huh? <laughs> I hate reaction. They're so stupid. They're so stupid. And I remember asking this one person a long time ago. I was like, what is it you like about this? I'm sorry. We were talking about Tuss. That's gone. But I remember <laughs> asking this person, like, what is it you watch? Like you like about these reaction videos? And they told me that people get attached to the other person as if they were friends, even though they've never spoken to them. But, you know, if you watch somebody's videos all the time, you feel like, you know, that person. And then when they do a reaction video, it's like you're hanging out with them. And that is something. And I'm like, that is the loneliest shit I've uh, ever heard in my whole life. Nah, I disagree. Cause I, I do watch reaction videos. And for you me, scum. <laughs> for me, what it is, is watching someone else watch something makes it closer to when you had first seen it, you know, because after you've seen something, it, it kind of ruins the magic. You can never watch it again, but you can kind of relive that a little bit. If you watch someone else watch it for the first time, you know what I mean? I guess that's fair. That's what it that's is. That's fair. No, that's totally fair. I still hate it, but it's fair. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Tusk is, is a wonderful piece of, whether it's a good movie or not is non-existent. It's a piece of film that's worth seeing at least once. Um, yeah, you can get a, you know get a pin that says I I've seen Tusk twenty fourteen. Exactly. <laughs> Join the club of people who've actually seen Tusk. There's a you got a club for people who have watched um, uh, Neil Breen movies. You got a pin for people who've seen Roar. You got a pin for just, all, there should be like a little club for movies that nobody has ever, if you've seen it, you know, if you haven't ever seen it, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I want to watch Wallace as the walrus versus Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh my God. No, thanks. I'm done. <laughs> Poor Wallace would just be laying there in the street, screaming and drooling all over the Flopping around, I imagine Godzilla King Kong just kind of stop what they're doing and just feel bad for him and just kind of look at him like, should we should we keep fighting? Like, just hit me with your flipper. I, I, I kind of want to go home. This is weird. I'm feeling real bad looking at this walrus. <laughs> oh man, what a yeah. what a movie! It was good. It was good. I wonder I if we'll it. ever find more wild movie than this. I mean, we keep finding, you didn't finish the, we watched, um, we watched, uh, not Dangerous Men. Um, I forgot the name of it. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. 
which was a weird, it was a bad movie up until the last half hour. Um, it was still a bad movie, but it was like, it's in the same boat as this in roar where you're just like, what's going to happen next? Cause it's unpredictable. I think that's what makes these so enjoyable. Like you said, a lot of movies made nowadays are kind of generic and made for everybody. You know, there's a very specific, you know, uh, structure to every movie that's made to keep it engaging for people and while that works for most folks like i'm not gonna watch transformers ever again you know and it's just it's it's the most blah it's boring it's fucking boring because you've just seen it so much whether the story's good or the the action or whatever is supposed to be real good whatever it looks good or not is not the point if it's the same story structure every time and uh, it's good to see stuff like this where you just don't know what's going to happen next. That's that's fun for me. Yeah. That's like why Neil Breen movies are so good, because he's earnest and you have no idea what he's going to do next. <laughs> he's, yeah. you know, every time something happens, you're like, really? That's where you went with this shit? No, <laughs> no, you can't. You can't guess this movie. You know, you know, it's fun too. another fun thing to is trying to have conversations about, you know, how you could improve some of these movies. But then you get ones like this and you just don't even know. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you you really could. I mean, you could have cut down. Um, well, no, because because I was thinking there's some scenes like some flashbacks. Like there's one flashback scene with the girlfriend that I don't care for in the very beginning. That could have been cut, in my opinion. Um, but the other one with the girlfriend you were saying had that thing where she was talking about her granddad. I didn't even pick up on that. And then showing that he was partially human at the end with the oh. tear and all. Yeah. She, she was talking about it. Uh, the, the, the one thing that was kind of wonky, um, I was talking about where we had guy, he found that convenience store where Wallace had, had stopped to get a drink. You actually do mm -hmm. see him do that at the very beginning of the movie before he makes it to Howard Howe's place. Um, but then when Guy gets there and they find the same place, they replay the scene as like a flashback, as if we had forgotten about it and nothing had really changed. And they just played the scene exactly the same as before, which was weird. It wasn't great. Um, I think what's weird about what the real part about that is that he took those two convenience store girls and made a basically spinoff movie starring them as if they were fun to listen to. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a movie. I've never seen it, but it's called Yoga Hosers. And I remember it came out and was like hated by everybody. I think it's those two convenience store girls fight zombies or something. And it revolves around them. I can't imagine why. That sounds awful. Oh my God, they did. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I thought this would be awful too. So maybe that's got something about it too. Who knows? Oh, I don't it's know. got like a two out of five. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Yeah. It does have a higher budget than Tusk though. Well, maybe that's the problem. It wasn't a labor of love. It was a labor of money. And only made 38 grand. <laughs> Damn! Oh no! Imagine telling all your friends, "Hey, I'm in a movie. Come check it out," and they don't even go. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it cost five million dollars. It only made thirty-eight point seven thousand. I don't think I've heard of a movie that made that little. <laughs> even the room made a couple million, right? Yeah, Tusk made like oh two million, god. I think. 
Dang. Well, still, and this came you know, out after, so inflation doesn't matter. Per, or gross, but damn. Uh, <laughs> so damn. I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> I don't know if we should. That seems too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like not fun. That might be just a hate watch. Johnny Depp's like in a, there too with uh, with Guy Point though. Oh no! Why did you tell me that? Yeah, I might have to just for that character. <laughs> Guy Damn, I cool. actually Guy might have cool to go character. back. He's so fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh. I think we're way past time here. Wait, I gotta mention the scene where a guy is like eating at this uh, this fast food place, and he like takes the little tiny like sandwich and he like smushes it down into like a pancake, and then he eats the burger as a pancake. Do you have to mention that? Well, I did, so you know that's done now. Okay, because there's nothing else to that. That's just what <laughs> happens. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. I don't know why that was there. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. It was just for, to give him something to do while he talked. I don't know. It was very weird. <laughs> oh, man. Nah. Nah. Not necessary. That's all right. Whatever. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't uh, joined the Discord, come suggest some movies for us. Leave a uh, a like or a subs- I don't know. Do one of the things so people can find the podcast. Share it. Tell your mom. Tell, Tell your mom. mom to listen to us. Tell your dad. Where's She'll his email? Tell your dad. Can't stop thinking about your dad. What's <laughs> his email? <laughs> uh, I feel bad for the next um, movie you watch because I don't think it'll live up to Tusk. No, I mean, we've watched a few movies that just weren't even worth really talking about. Yeah. Even some that were and we just didn't. Um, Tusk is going to be hard to beat because normally we do two movies. We just did the other Halloweens and we had to talk about the first one because nothing happened in the second one. <laughs> um, and then this movie took up a full hour and 10. So this is this is good. If you have any suggestions, please give us some. Um, also, I'm on Twitch, too. You know, please. Oh, <laughs> gotta Twitch. play the Twitch, huh? <laughs> I gotta. I gotta, man. Well, well, you gotta I'm play s- that card game. What was it called? Oh, Inscription. It's so good. I am loving games. Inscription. If any, if you've ever heard of it, you got to pick that up. It's so good. It's like a card game, but it's not. It's a puzzle game, but it's not. It's like all the things, and it's also horror themed, and the art is really dope. And and it's uh, like I, I put it on and I thought I'd play it for an hour, and I was streaming for like eight hours just playing that shit. Like that was a good. That's <laughs> I'm, and I'm not even done. I'm, I'm excited. We're we'll streaming it tomorrow. This won't be out by then, so you're gonna not. <laughs> Come tomorrow anyway, don't worry about it. Yeah, it'll be tomorrow whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, you got anything to plug? Are you uh, not doing anything? Uh, check out Flizz's Twitch. It's oh, www.twitch.tv slash flizzout. Slash. Slash. Slash XQC. <laughs> slash XQC. You should raid XQC again. That'd be fun. No. No more raiding big streamers. They don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they could give less than a fuck. I, I don't um, know if they could, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. They couldn't give less of a fuck. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Catch you next time with something else. I don't know what. Maybe soon will be there. Probably not. I hope so. We'll see. See you. Hope so too. Bye.